0: Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and we don't talk about money on this show. We talk about the six pillars of retirement lifestyle, which are friendship, purpose, as in the purpose in life, whether it be your life's work, your volunteer work, or whatever your purpose is. Family, health, spiritual issues, and your significant other if you have one or want one. There are plenty of other shows that talk about money and investments, but this isn't one of them. We stick to the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. Starting in August of 2020, we started following the life of a pre-retiree. The goal was to follow her from pre-retirement through the retirement process, so you and I can live vicariously through her experience. We want to know what's happening as she goes through this process so we can better prepare ourselves. As you listen in, think of any questions you might have for our subject, Barbara Mock, who is teaching us what she is learning by doing. You can email those questions to us at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. Dot com, and we'll try to answer them in the show. Okay, let's get over today's conversation.
1: Barbara, thank you for joining us again today. Hi, Kathy. Thank you. It's really good to be here. I cannot believe how fast the time has gone by. I feel like we just talked last week. I know. it's it, It's going by really fast.
0: Probably faster for you because... You are retiring at the end of this month, are you not?
1: Yes, I am. I'm, I'm, my last day in the office is at the end of the month. And right now, considering weekends and a few uh, leave time days, I have 16 calendar days left of work. Exciting. So tell me, what, what are you feeling right now? You must have a lot of mixed emotions. I do. I think it's a month of goodbyes. And kind of last things, and that is kind of surreal to be living through them in the moment. I recently had a meeting with um, an executive board uh, for what's called the E City Gov Alliance. It's a group of local governments that we've been collaborating, and I've been a member of this board for about 15 years. And I had planned on having the day off, and I got this call from the executive director. He said, no, 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 you need to be at the meeting. And I thought, well, no, my, my deputy can handle it. I wanted to kind of do a handoff of a baton. And he said, no, 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 you need to be at the meeting. And so, you know, I'm on leave. It's pouring down rain. Uh, I had nothing going on. Uh, I was on a 10 day vacation that didn't happen. It was our vacation in Mexico that got canceled And in Washington, it has been bleak and cold and wet. And we now have 137% of our snowpack. So that means we'll have lots of water this summer, lots of hydro, but it has been raining every single day. So as I was getting to log on the call, a knock came at the door and this gorgeous, huge bouquet of beautiful flowers that actually matched my outfit and a lovely card came in the door. My husband joked. He said, oh, I got you flowers. And I said, sweetie, you never get me flowers. Who Who is this from? They had timed it so that 10 minutes before the meeting, I had flowers at my door. How did they get it delivered that exact? It was planned. It was planned. They, they said, deliver it at this time. And we're a small town. So they were able to do it. Um, and then when I logged on the meeting, it wasn't just the executive board. It was numerous people from my history uh, throughout the region. And it was a little overwhelming, Kathy. It was 45 minutes of people telling me how I had affected their lives, what I had contributed. And it was just it was almost like attending your own funeral in a way. I was very overwhelmed. I was very humbled and emotional as these great people that I admire and respect were thanking me for my years of service, not even in my own County, but just working regionally. And it was just, Again, overwhelming, um, but so nice, so appreciated, and then I was able to pass the baton to my deputy and say, "You know he'll be attending these meetings in the future, and I was just struck by this is what my month is going to be like. Did you tear up because I just of teared up listening course. to you talk about it of course, it's like i I make my life in gratitude for others, and it's very hard to sit there. And listen to people, and not deflected or whatever. I just had to sit with my feet on the floor, breathing in and resting in just this this gratitude. To Did me. they record it? I think so. I think so. Um, you can put, put that like, away and watch it sometime when you're feeling blue. It's of all it's, the things. It's like any public meeting the the purpose of the meeting wasn't that it was just that was the first thing on the agenda, and it went quite long and then they still had more you know business things to take care of so I don't know i I guess i I was thinking about you know weddings and funerals and other milestones, and I remember when my husband and I got married, there was this big flurry, right, all the activity, all the things you have to do and get done, and it's just like constant. And then that day comes, whether you like it or not, it it comes and the wedding is over. And then I remember on our honeymoon, just feeling this sense of, where's all the people? Where's all the interaction? And I loved being on a honeymoon with my husband. That's the point. But we both felt like, gosh, this is kind of lonely, right? Because it went from all these people to just the two of us. So I'm imagining this retirement journey is it's going to be a lot of flurry of activity and things and lasts and goodbyes this month. But then in April, all that'll kind of go away. So I'm kind of stealing myself and trying to prepare myself for that.
0: And even for the listener who doesn't have a job where they've come in contact with hundreds of people, it's still the same you know from all the people that i've interviewed and spoken to that have put in retirement it's the same thing you're going to have a flurry of people wanting to say goodbye even if it's even if you're in a in an office with 5 people there's going to be some goodbyes and then probably what you're figuring is going to be more of a silence after that And so you have to prepare for the silence. What are you going to do during the silence, Barbara?
1: Well, I think that I've got a three or four pronged strategy. One is as I have conversations with people and you kind of know is when they're saying, oh, I'd really like to stay in touch. And you're never quite sure if they're just saying that or if they want to. But for the ones that I definitely want to stay in touch with that. I just don't want to lose contact. And I feel like for this year, I have a lot to make up for because I haven't had human contact for a year. These little iPhones are amazing because you can send someone a text with your phone number and contact information, and then it's in there forever. And so I've been doing that. Um, there's a number of people that I would love to go to lunch. I, I mean, I live in an area where it's, you know, 45 minutes or less to get to people, um, maybe go in the evening. And so there's going to be a lot of time that I know my husband wants to golf. And I'll golf, but not only not as much as he does. And so I'm kind of excited about just maybe, you know how you said you had your creative day, right? Yes. You schedule your, I think I'm going to have a day of a connection day of a reconnection day, it might be with an aunt, it might be with a cousin, but it might be with some of these people that I have grown to love over 44 years. I've spent more waking hours with these people than my own children and my husband. They are dear to me and I don't want to lose that connection. I know over time people move on, but at least for a while, I think that'll be a landing spot.
0: I love the idea of your Connection Day. Yeah. You know, your yeah. your Connection Day just sounds like a wonderful idea. It's part of the six pillars of retirement lifestyle, the friendships. The fact that you're going to put that in your calendar, I think is wonderful. There's a podcast that I listen to, and I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. If I can't think of it during this conversation, I'll put it in the show notes, but Basically, this podcaster, he has interesting people that come on his show, but he also has a a tool, a class that he gives for free that helps people connect. And one of the things that he says to do is go to the bottom. Now, he's a millennial, but he says, go to the bottom of your text from like a year ago from when you can't scroll down anymore and start connecting with the people that you connected with a year ago or two years ago and just say, Hey, how you doing? With nothing in mind, you know, because the people that are still working, if you hear from somebody that you haven't heard from in two years, what's the first thing you see? What's for me, it's like, they've joined an MLM. That's the first thing I think of.
1: What's an MLM? A
0: multi-level marketing, Uh, Mary Kay or Amway or Lulu Row or whatever the new hot thing is. That's my mind goes there. They're trying to sell me something. But for you and for a lot of us, we won't have anything to sell. It's just really about making those connections. So I love the fact that you're going to be holding on to the ones that you like now and perhaps going, also back in the past for people that you wanted to connect with and maybe just lost touch with and be able to do that. That's, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. So my second prong is my new passion that I'm trying to do is golf. And so I'm taking lessons. I'm trying to work out and get more flexible. I'm not a very flexible person and there's a lot of movement and swinging and that sort of thing. And I'm just more hopeful because we actually had a little bit of a sun break and it got a little warmer than 30 degrees. And so I'm kind of excited after being literally locked in this room all winter long. And then even on, you know, breaks, not wanting to go outside because the rain is going sideways. And um, so I'm getting excited on Sunday, even though it was rainy and muddy, I went golfing with my husband and I've been working on this since October and I'm by no means ready to hit the course. Right. I'm just still practicing, but we went to a little nine hole course and I did so much better than the last time, which is that practicing, measuring. right? Because that's how I'm measuring my success, not my score, not my, I'll get a handicap someday, but I made a call and I'm joining the women's club. And I was so excited to talk to them because I feel like it's just an opportunity for people that are about my age, that enjoy something that I'm learning. And they're women and it's a different dynamic. I love my husband to pieces, but he loves his competition. And that's what it, you know, means to him. He'll go with me, but I can just tell it's not as fun for him. So I just need to find my people. And so I'm where they're just They're just playing. They don't really care about the score, but you're still keeping score, right? You're just not worried about it. Yeah, there'll be a handicap. But I just have noticed that women with women tend to be more supportive and relational and more that activity then becomes intentional conversations later. Whereas I've noticed men, they don't turn towards each other and talk. They face outward towards the baseball that's being hit or the golf ball. They are together and they're enjoying each other's company, but there isn't that level of deep uh, intimacy or uh, sharing um, that there can be with women. And so I'm very, very excited about that. And then the third thing is that I have hope again because uh, my husband and I were both able uh, because we live in an intergenerational household, um, his mother is um, 83 and lives with us. Uh, we were just through just a fluke, like I told you before, a God thing that we were able to get our vaccines. And so That's I had, amazing. My, had my first vaccine, my mother-in-law and my husband, and we get um, our second one tomorrow. So by the middle of the last month of my retirement, it isn't that I'm going to significantly change our behavior. We still have a mandatory mask requirement and so forth. We will be cautious, but I just feel a weight has lifted. I just feel a sense of relief and I'm starting to plan again. So, if the listener is hearing
0: this in the future and COVID is gone, you know, or under control or whatever, what Barbara's doing can still relate to you because. All of us have things that have put our lives on hold, and we can push through that. We can continue to be aware of what's going on in our life, but we can move on. There will be some listeners who listen to this in the future, and I'm hoping that <laughs> that at some point they won't be worried about COVID. The fact that we all sometimes have to put our lives on hold, and then now what do you do when you start to bloom again? And so I love it that you're looking at that right now, Barbara.
1: Well, I think that's true. I mean, there's life circumstances, there's health issues, there's financial setbacks. There's always something that stops you possibly from having your, your dreams. And it's easy as we've seen through this journey to get discouraged, to get tired, to get down. And I just have to say, you know, even though my arm hurt, I didn't feel terrific for the next day or so, it just was just such a sense of relief and gratitude to the people that have worked so hard this past year to create or develop a vaccine. I mean, to me, it's nothing short of miraculous. And in the same way that literally I'm approaching the one year anniversary of coming home from the office. March 12th. That's just in a few days and I have not been back to my office, which is unimaginable to me in a year and I won't go back. I'll retire from my little office, you know, on a Zoom call.
0: I hope you're enjoying today's episode of the Rocky Retirement Show. The theme of the show is to talk about the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. You can track how you're doing in those six pillars in the journal, which you can find at rockyourretirement.com journal. One of the pillars is health. Of course, if you don't have your health, nothing else matters. So before we get back to the conversation with Barbara and me, let's take a health break. Now we have John Perlman, co-founder of Mission Lean the leading fitness app for anti-aging fitness for our health segment. Welcome back, John.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So what do you have for us today?
2: So today I'd like to talk about two very easy to implement workout strategies that you can start to incorporate into your daily workout right away to get some really fast and effective results. The first tip I want to touch on has to do with warming up properly. Before your workout, I mean, if you go around to gyms, or if you're just watching people working out, normally, you don't see people actually implementing a thorough and complete warm up, but warming up your body before exercise is incredibly important, not, not just from a health standpoint, but also in terms of preventing injuries and making sure you stay healthy, so you can have a consistent workout routine, and then also maximizing, you know, your workout and performance. It's a well-known fact throughout sport academic literature that warming up increases performance and it reduces the risk for injury. What I'd like to specifically talk to the audience about today in terms of a warm-up is what we like to refer to as dynamic stretching.
0: Dynamic stretching? I've never heard of that before.
2: The difference between dynamic stretching and just a normal static stretching that you might see a video on YouTube about is that a dynamic stretch is you only hold it each stretch for three to four seconds. And what it does is when you do this, it's priming you and getting your muscles and tendons ready for exercise. And so there's a, you know, you can do these dynamic stretching exercises as part of your warm up to get yourself loose, limber, ready to go and then maximize your workout.
0: So the stretching is the warm up, is that what you're saying? Because you're only holding them for a certain amount of time so you're kind of doing them fast.
2: Exactly. So they're they're more dynamic and movement oriented stretches and we we give a lot of them on the app. I mean, we can I can tell you about a couple, you know, different ones. Just take for example, warming up your lower back and hamstrings. If you're getting ready for a workout, you could do a dynamic stretch move where you just keep your feet together, and then you bend down to touch your toes, for and you hold it for maybe two to three seconds, let's say, and then you come back up into a, a static, maybe put your hands on your hips and make sure your back is in a good and straight position, and then you go back down, and you hold it for two to three seconds, and so in in that way you're getting a dynamic movement your your heart rate is increasing your breath is increasing you're getting yourself ready for exercise but at the same time you're you're getting a good stretch and a good good flexibility momentum so that you you can have a great workout at the same time
0: that sounds good because you know sometimes when i'm working out if i'm not doing it properly i actually hurt my back that actually happened a few days ago I, and i could feel it when i was doing it wrong i'm like oh and then, of course, by that evening, my back was hurting. So, yeah, I think I'm going to try that out. I, I have an idea. Yeah, You could show me how to do this, and we could put a video of it on the website. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, actually.
0: Okay, great. Well, we'll put a little clip of me doing the stretches. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm an exercise fanatic because I'm not, as you all know. But we'll do a short little clip of me doing this stretching, and we'll put it in the show notes. Thanks a lot, John.
2: That sounds great. Okay, great. And then I want to just, maybe we can touch on one other trick uh, that people can do right away. I recommend to older adults that working the core and the abs is incredibly important for preventing lower back injuries, which is very common among older adults. And so having a very strong core is is a, a must, in my opinion, for older adults. And so what we incorporate into a lot of our workouts on Mission Lean is what you call isometric exercises. The difference between an isometric exercise and let's say a dynamic workout move is that the muscle contraction comes from holding the position. So you're you're recruiting those muscles through a static hold. And specifically in relation to the core, we we like to re- we recommend, uh, which is a low impact exercise and very effective for b- bringing. Uh, building core strength is the plank. And what, um, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. The
0: plank? You want me to do the plank? What if I can't even hold that for like a millisecond?
2: Yeah, well, You're, you asking a lot, jo- You're
0: asking a lot, John. You're asking a lot. So how do, how do we do this plank without uh, falling on our face?
2: Well, Kathy, you might not be ha- you might not be happy to hear this, but there's actually three variations of the plank that if you really want to build core strength that that you should start doing. And so, the first one is the traditional plank where you have your, you know, your elbows on the ground, on your tippy toes and you hold that ideally with a flat back so you really feel the engagement of the core muscle. And then you have the side plank where you you basically get get on your side and you elevate yourself on one elbow and your the side of your foot on the ground and you hold that one and then the final one is what we refer to as the all fours plank and that that's basically you go into the top of the pu- push-up position with your arms straight uh, toes on the ground and you and you hold that and um, you know that one is great actually for arm arm strength as well so those three isometric exercises if you can include in your workout routine, and we'll start to increase core strength right away and get you some great results.
0: I think I want to do the plank, the one that's off the wall. That's the easiest plank. I think I'll start with that one. What do you think? Will that give me good results?
2: Honestly, <laughs> if, it, if it if it works for you, I'm I'm all for it.
0: I'm kidding. You know that you can't really do a plank off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take that into consideration. Hey, thanks again for giving these health tips to our audience and, uh, we'll tune in next time. Audience don't forget for more health tips from mission lean and don't forget to download the mission lean app to get more fitness and health tips as well. Thanks a lot.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: So the third prong of my recovery, if you will, from, from the year (laughs) that wasn't is that I'm more hopeful and I'm actually making plans again, That I think I have a chance of actually doing. We were supposed to go to a wedding in Canada in April. It's been planned, you know, all last year. It got moved again to the next, to this year. And Canada is still at this time closed. And so I just got word that the wedding has been moved to June in California. Oh, And it almost just seemed providential because I got a a text from Alaska airlines for a flash sale. And last night I bought tickets to a wedding in Southern California in June. And I was so excited to spend my money, to spend my wallet of all the miles that I had, that I had booked. And another couple that was just lifelong dear friends are going to go with us. And so it's almost like a a little mini break getaway, and we just like literally in ten minutes after getting the email that the wedding had been changed, we both had our flights booked, meet you down there, and we're going to have fun so it's such just such a boost it's such a celebration that we yes. can consider
0: doing things again, consider living again because so many of us have put our lives on hold. And now we're starting to feel hopeful again. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm so happy for you. That is just wonderful.
1: Well, I've got two more bits of news. Um, if you've listened to the podcast or read the blog, you knew that um, our anniversary trip, it was our 40th anniversary last year, was canceled. And you also know I haven't seen my father, who's 85 and lives in, in Arizona, all got canceled. But we took a chance and, um, right after I retire the second week of April, we are going to go to Arizona and visit my daddy. And then my husband has booked us at a very, very nice, uh, golf resort for two days. He sprung for the, whatever the package is very romantic. And so I'm going to get my anniversary back and I'm going to get time with my daddy and I am so excited because I'll retire and then have about two weeks to figure out what I'm going to pack. I can't even remember how to pack a suitcase. Um, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing, if you've read my blog, you know that we—I my dream had been to go to Costa Rica and to take my kids and my grandkids. And obviously, everything got canceled at the height of it. But I took a chance, like you've talked about. and. Our tickets were so reasonable to Costa Rica in October. So I'm committed. We bought the insurance and I'm in the midst right now. This is my extracurricular activity of planning my dream trip that I've dreamed about for 11 years to take my children and grandchildren to Costa Rica. So oh, you're going to have so much fun. It just seems like we just turned a corner with the vaccine. And I can't imagine that that's not going to be true for everybody else. Like it's almost like a floodgate opening up and I have so much joy. I, in the back of my mind, know that there's always a chance that things might not happen, but that's true of all of life. And so I'm choosing faith. I'm choosing hope. I'm choosing to delight in the possibility and pushing aside that negative, oh, it's going to get canceled. I just, I just don't want to be in that place. At least for a while, I'm experiencing the same
0: thing. You oh, yeah. know, I've uh, you and the listeners know that I have a, a trip scheduled for August, and my shtick has always been, well, it's going to get canceled, but I just wanted it to be on the calendar. And I've truly felt that that it that I was going if it didn't get canceled, I was going to cancel it. You know, because I have until May to cancel it and get a full refund, but I am just starting to feel like i might get to go on that trip. And so i think the whole country is starting to feel this sense of relief. I'm i'm hoping that we are still careful because obviously the vaccine from, from everything that I've read, everything that I understand, the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID. It just helps you survive if you do get it. And I know people that have gotten COVID that now have lifetime adverse effects from getting COVID. And so I certainly do not want to put myself in a situation where I'm going to get it, but I am feeling lighter And, uh, you know, it was so heavy the last 12 months. And again, for the listener who's listening to this in the future, when COVID isn't such an issue, um, there can be other parts of your life that can make you feel heavy as well. It doesn't have to be a global pandemic. And then when you start to see sort of the light at the end of the tunnel or the clouds lifting, it's this sense of I don't know. I, lightness is all, is the only way that I know how to explain it. I just feel so much lighter now than I have over the past 12 months. So good for you, Barbara. I'm so glad that you're able to start scheduling again, start living again.
1: And I think there's kind of a parallel to the concept of retirement. When you're working, everything is scheduled based on your work schedule and there are limitations. I can only take this many days off or, oh, I can't be gone this long or my customers you know, will need me. Whereas now with looking forward to retirement, when my uh, daughter-in-law said, hey, you know, the kids are going back to school, but when they get out, can you watch them? I said, yes, 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 and yes. What days? <laughs> and I realized that with this trip, we weren't constrained to a weekend to go to this wedding. So we've added two days on the front end and twos on the back end, two days on the back end. Why not? I'm retired. And I have to say that every time something comes up, instead of saying, oh, I'm not sure or we could only go, we like, well, why not? Let's make it a little longer. So I do think there is something about that concept of retirement and that freedom from a schedule. The reciprocal is true too, though. I'm a little worried because I'm such a scheduled person. And that's how I accomplish things. And I noticed on my 10 day vacation, the days just flowed together. There was no checklist, nothing getting done. And so somehow, because I don't think when you're retired, you need a vacation because you're kind of on vacation, if you will. It's a trip. You it's, need a trip. A trip. <laughs> it's a trip. It's a trip. And so I'm just trying to correlate, like, where is that happy medium? And, you know, where do I set the dial? And I don't have that figured out yet, but I'm excited to go on that journey. Well, your husband has that figured out, right? He can help you with that. Yes, but he's talked a lot about this is going to be a hard transition for him because he likes the life he has. And when I'm home... He didn't get to golf as much because he felt bad because I was here and I can tell that I need to fill my time to free him up so he can do what he loves and we need to come together. When two people have been working, right, they come together in the evenings and on the weekends, but there's a lot of time away. When we're both retired, I think that's just too much time together. I think for both of us, that's not a bad thing. But it feels like, oh, you should just be together all the time. And I'm recognizing, no, he needs to do what he wants to do. And it's my problem now to find what is my life. What am I going to do without dragging him like, oh, you need to be my entertainment committee. Um, So I've got some transitions, but he has said over and over, this is going to be hard for me, too. So we're working on it.
0: Well, you two will figure it out. You know, I, I have full confidence I mean, you you know that there is a lot of divorce after people retire because they haven't figured that out. I'm so glad that you've been planning for it and reading and, you know, you've got your checklist and all the things that you do (laughs) that maybe everybody doesn't do, but I do feel that it's helpful. I too am a planner, but I know from the feedback that I've gotten from some of the listeners that not everybody is, you know, some, some, um, Last month, we actually got three new iTunes reviews. And one of the iTunes reviews said, you know, the conversations that you and I are having are great, but what about the single people? And I just want to let the listeners know that that is definitely on the ticket for another series. But right now, the bandwidth that we have, you know, I I just have the bandwidth for this monthly show. I really don't have a bandwidth to follow more people at this point, but I wanted the listeners to know that, yes, that is something that we will have in the future, but not now. And not every, not everybody is as organized as Barbara. You know, we'll try to get different people from different parts of their lives, you know, uh, from, from different, I'm trying to think of the word, but from different backgrounds to join the, the show at some point in the future. Who knows? Maybe Barbara will We'll continue to co-host and she'll have more time than I do.
1: <laughs> Who knows what will happen? I'll have lots of time and I'm, I'm a curious person. And so if there's a single person out there who is going to retire or is retired and, and we want to have conversations, I, I love, love, love to connect with people. And so um, I've just agreed to help Kathy. I know she's very busy with her full-time job. I won't have a full-time job. So we'll just, we'll just see how it goes. It's really, really up to you.
0: Barbara's going to full, fill her time up and <laughs> she's going to be like some retirees that say, oh, I've got too much going on and then she will have to cut back. But Barbara has to go through her own path to find these things as they, as they happen. So what else is going on? I mean, I know that you've been probably having some emotional turmoil with the end of your working career just coming up in a few short weeks.
1: Yes and no. I think that when you're in a full-time job, there's commitments, there's deadlines. I find it harder and harder to stay focused. There's some last things like I need to do two last performance evaluations. Those are never really fun, but I have a deadline. They they need to get done because, you know, there's a financial compensation for the other person at the other end of that. Um, Last meetings, a last staff, uh, all staff meeting Um, a last article. I have a director's update corner in our newsletter. And I've kind of been putting some of them off. And I'm not sure why, because I usually just check the box. But if I think about it, I think it's because it's a last. And it's kind of scary and, and big that that'll be the last time. And so I guess I'm trying to Relish the moment, stay in the moment, stay present in the moment. But I do have a number of things that that need to get done, like writing my letter of resignation to the county executive. And I really want to be thoughtful about what I say in that letter. Not like it's going to be kept for posterity, but I want to communicate my immense gratitude for the opportunity he gave me five years ago. Um, I need to write my letter to the human resources department. I need to fill out a form for uh, where do we put my final uh, deferred compensation? And so all that's happening in the next two weeks, all at the same time. So I guess for the listener going through this, don't underestimate the time it's going to take and the scramble to get work done and these lasts and then the emotional toll it can take. I think, like anything, when I'm under pressure, I rise and then I crash later. So I think I'm I think I'm just going to power through it and then it'll hit me probably the first week of April like oh my gosh what have I done. But probably the hardest part for me is just the goodbyes to people that I probably will never see again in this life. Because we always say oh we'll keep in yeah. touch and then we don't. Right. And they rightfully move on. It's kind of like elementary school to college, you know, you you move on with your life. Um, and so yeah, 130 people plus another bigger circle of people. And so there is a sense of finality to it and kind of last words, if you will. So I'm trying to think of who are the people I want to reach out to. Now, normally I'd go walk to their desk and say, Hey, just want to say, thank you. Goodbye. Well, now I need to schedule a zoom meeting with each and every one of them if I want to talk individually. And so, um, I think I'm kind of procrastinating, which isn't like me. So there must be something there of that, you know. But then other days, other days when I sit through meetings that are for planning out 30 years from now, and my husband will sometimes be, you know, sitting here at the computer, he'll go, oh my gosh, how do you do this? (laughs) I sometimes find my mind wandering a little bit and going, this isn't going to matter for me. It's not going to matter for me. It'll matter for others. And it's very, very, very important, special work. But there are days where I go, I'm ready to be done. So for the listener, I don't know if announcing nine months before you retire is necessarily the best strategy. Most fact, people I've don't. Had, <laughs> I, I've had people go, oh my gosh, I just gave two weeks notice and I was out the door. And I guess, I guess that's an option. Um, but this is, seems now this month a little too long. And yet, it was winter. What else was I going to do? So, I, I am glad I'm not going to work through the summer and retire in the fall. That would be the worst.
0: So, the listener, just think about these things when you do plan your retirement date. What time of year is going to be best for you? Would it be the winter, the fall, the spring, the summer, and um, and take all that into consideration? Well, the next time we talk you are going to be official,
1: right? By just a few days, (laughs) by just a few days.
0: But you will be official. And so we will be talking the next time about if everything went as you thought it was going to what your current emotional state of mind is. And then after that, the next time after that, you'll have been retired, you'll have you know, it'll it'll be more. But yeah, I'm excited to watch you go through these these steps. I think it's fantastic. I'm really glad that you joined the show when you did.
1: Well thanks for inviting me. It's been I wasn't sure what to expect, but I do look forward to our conversations and I've been so grateful to you and I've learned so much from you. I'm still plowing through some of the old podcasts and there's just always a a little kernel in there of something that's relevant. Sometimes it's not But it doesn't matter because every conversation has meaning to you and to the people. And there's something I can always learn. And I think that's what's been the most gratifying is I like to be a learner. And I have definitely been learning about this retirement journey.
0: Well, that's great. And for the listener, we hope that you enjoyed this conversation today. And we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.